All right, today on our show, we have some special guests to get us in the spooky Halloween uh, mood for everyone. We have Jessica, who is the event coordinator at Historic Andrews Chapel. And then we have Vinny, who is the, <laughs> the director of the Dunedin History Museum. How are you guys doing today? Very good. We're very excited good. to be here with you. Happy Halloween. I, <laughs> so, I shaved my head just for the occasion. That's, oh, we really appreciate that too. Like, you. And you brought your cat out. Goku, hey, how'd Goku get there? I'm going to have to look for him now. <laughs> well, first of all, the chapel was built in 1888. And the chapel itself is in Hammock Park, which is one of the city preserves in Dunedin. It's actually 1899 San Mateo Drive, but that wasn't its original spot. It was actually in 1970 moved in two sections. They actually cut it in the middle of the chapel and had it lifted onto a flatbed truck and moved to Hammock Park. And both sections actually took three days to move both pieces together. And then when it got to the park, they laid it down on a foundation and connected it and that was really the beginning of the Dunedin Historical Society to make the chapel and improve it for what it is today. And actually, prior to that, the original building, not this one, but originally Andrew's Chapel was built in the Dunedin Cemetery. And I think it was only up for what, two years? Uh, about seven and a half. And then, and, yeah, they tore it down and used the wood to build uh, the first schoolhouse of Dunedin. And then they built this chapel uh, at, at Scotland and or Highland Street in downtown, like a couple blocks down the living room. Which I, I'm kind of disappointed because I always like chapels and churches next to the cemetery, <laughs> especially around Halloween time. Yes. So I'm going to back to the cemetery. <laughs> well, if you guys ever want to move it back, I, I've got your back, um, and I will sign whatever petition you need. <laughs> oh, no. Well, no yeah, physical We had to take down power lines all over town to move the chapel. It was oh, quite, a, quite a project. Yeah, you can still see the line in the floor where it was cut in half. Do we shock you or scare you or just chills up your next spine? All of the above, indeed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so. we've, had, um, we've had a couple of ghost hunts here, and we have another one coming out in a few weeks. Um, and there's a lot of action going on in this chapel. It's Victorian Gothic architecture. And if you look at the roof, there's matching beams. It's, the man who built the chapel was a uh, shipbuilder, so he built it like the ship's hall. The ceiling's like a ship hall. Well, there's a missing piece on the top, on the closest beam to the altar that I just showed you, and it's in his honor because he fell from the ceiling and died in its construction. So, he, his name, we found out his name. I call him Andy because it's Andrew's Chapel. <laughs> Fair we enough. found out on the ghost hunt, his name is Yeah, she eventually told us he didn't like being called Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Get my name right, or I'm going to become exactly. a poltergeist. 
what would make a ghost Meredith and not calling him the right name? That's true. Very good point. <laughs> um, let's see. Vinny, you want to tell Well, we did have several seances, as you said. A mother and son team came in. And uh, and we we talked to I, I still call him Andy but Ken and Andy either one uh, has done mysterious yeah, things we we do uh, around the holidays we put the electric candles in the window to charm it up for the holidays and usually nighttime after we're ready to leave we turn them off or uh, unscrew the candle lights so that they just don't burn every night. But we had some volunteers who did it, and we came in the next day, and they all swear that three of them would turn back on, and none of them had done that. And three lights were back on. Uh, and then two nights later, one of the old Victorian chairs was in the center aisle of the chapel. So there, there was a few things that and because there were a lot of people coming in and out of the chapel at that time, and we think Ken wasn't a very happy spirit at that time. <laughs> but but we've actually had some uh, ladies, one uh, sad story, but uh, kind of chilling story about her being kind of left at the altar. Just there is that. No, 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 she wasn't left at the altar. Um, she lives here because that was in a happier memory in her life. She was married here back in the 80s. And um, so she has happy memories, so she stays here, but she had a horrible tragic death. And when we were researching with the ghost hunters that night, we were, we had been asking, you know, what do they call the little ghost stick? Goes back and forth, asking it questions. And the divining rod. Yeah. It would slowly move. We came in, we were all in, in the bridal parlor of the chapel for the first couple hours. Then we came out to the main and, and um, all the, the, the teenagers were looking up on the phone trying to find out who this woman was. And they, cause we had figured out her name and stuff. And so my friend was holding the rod and they asked if it was her and it started spinning. I mean, it would barely move before that. It started spinning. Yeah, it and, started rotating. And the fast. story was, she was married here in a happier time, but she was found burnt to death in the trunk of her car was her ending in life. Yeah, sort of like that. So we're not really sure if it was a happy marriage, but it the chapel seemed to make her, at that point, her best memories of everything. So she seems to want to stay here. Um, No, I think it was in the 90s. I think it was in the 90s she was found. Aww. Yeah. Not so even that not long of a marriage. To but we, we've also uh, come in here and sometimes, well, Jessica, and I've felt it, I've come in here to volunteer and you will sit here alone and you feel that presence come over you and kind of a cold chill and like almost someone staring at you. And uh, it's not uncommon that people say that because when we open it up to the public for viewing and our volunteers are waiting and sitting here, sometimes they get that feeling like they're not alone. 
Yeah, I say I say hi and bye to the ghosts when I come and go. They're my bud. <laughs> and uh, gotta keep them happy. Gotta keep them happy. But random stuff happens. Uh, one of the neighbors um, told one of the neighbor next doors that they would do lights on at night in here in the parlor room. Um, they, there was an old pump organ, like Mozart and the guys played, and they would hear the pump organ playing in the middle of the night. Now here's the strangest part. The pump organ is broken and it's yeah. like we can't get it to play, but it plays for the spirits. So it's a little strange that, you know, I've tested the organ to see, but it won't play for us because of the bellows, but yet people still hear organ music at night. And that's the creepiest sound ever. Like yeah. that reminds me of old <laughs> horror movies of like yeah, we, organ we tried to get it fixed and it wasn't fixable. So it's just a decorative piece. It's really beautiful and it has all the vintage knobs on it. So it's great for for accent photos with like the the bride's rings and shoes and purse and the you know little accoutrement. So yeah, because um, you can still get married there, just like Heather, uh, the ghost did, right? Still oh yeah, we, I've got five weddings this week. <laughs> I've uh, got five more next week. We are very busy. I have a bride coming to book with me after uh, this this ritual. <laughs> and we've had Halloween weddings, definitely. Yes. Yes. I just booked a Halloween wedding for next year, and she's super excited, and she wants to make sure we leave all the cobwebs and everything up. <laughs> um, authenticity. <laughs> we had a really cool Halloween wedding a few years ago, and uh, the groom was, like, tall and sleek with a beard. I mean, he and fit the role. He had like an ascot on, and the bride wore a long red gown, like satin gown, and she had long black hair. And um, we put cobwebs on all the pew ends, and the flower girls had the vintage pumpkin candy baskets, and they flew spiders on the cobwebs on the end of the pews. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm totally going to try to get a bride to do that for one And we didn't <laughs> clean the chapel for a month, so there were a lot of real spider webs. There, so. yeah. Nice. yeah, that ceiling we showed you, what are those, what kind of spiders are that little up there? Uh, uh, the, I don't want to say black spiders, but the long-legged spiders. No, they're, yeah, I can't remember what they're called. They're not daddy long legs. Wolf spiders. Wolf spiders, wolf yeah. Spiders. <laughs> we have a lot of wolf spiders living on the ceiling. Uh, what's the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got um, I've got a great picture of that couple on that Halloween wedding, and they're like yeah. sitting next to the piano and the vintage grandfather clock, which is from Amsterdam from the 1740s, and the piano is all wrapped in cobweb. So maybe I'll get that to you guys to check yeah. it out. Yeah, we can add it in the video version. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah, one of the other ghosts, um, they found out about the kids. So we were here. I mean, we started at like midnight and we're here till four or five in the morning with this ghost hunt. One of them was when the chapel was in its original location in uh, downtown on Highland in Scotland, there used to be a well. And um, it was a girl who drowned in the well on that property. But now she wanders on this property. She came with the chapel. <laughs> She's like, I'm moving too, I guess. <laughs> and then uh, 
we again some skeptics came in but we did get one time when someone was just taking photos and they took photos and we had those what they call orbs so little lights that beam out kind of uh, just project, projecting out in the darkness and you just see them as little spirit lights and we've had people photograph the chapel when it was dark and you see them around and just random stuff. I was here booking a couple last week and there was two loud raps on the door, not knocks, they were raps on the door in the middle of the day. And I got up and there was nobody outside. Was it Eleanor? <laughs> Tapping on my chamber door. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, now I got to call her Eleanor. So good, good there you job. go. <laughs> now you got another name. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> yeah. We do have some sweet critters too. We got uh, bunnies in our front garden and they come out at sunset every night. <laughs> Little do you know, they're actually vampire. Vampire bunnies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually one of my favorite books growing up. It was called Bunnik. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't think anyone even knew about that. Aww, girl. Mine was uh, Scat the Witch's Cat from the 1940s. I still have the book. Oh. oh, I love it. So um, a gentleman used to uh, walk his dog by all the time and he has an Airedale Terrier. And I, my family always had Airedales. They're not a common breed. So I would talk to him and got to know him and he was a great handyman. So I ended up hiring him to do a lot. We've become really good friends. But I hired him to do a lot of work around the chapel and, and any updates. We tried to take really good care of old Andy. So he would bring his Airedale Wallace. <laughs> and Wallace always went to this one pew in the middle and would like put his front paws on it and he would give kisses in the air all over like he was kissing somebody's face. He did it every time at this same pew. So she's one which we don't know much about. We know she's a dog lover. Well, that's and, perfect. Uh, Wallace, Wallace has since passed too, so now he's giving her kisses in the great beyond. <gasps> what if they're together in the afterlife? They're yeah. so cute. That could have been Wallace banging on the door trying to get back <laughs> yeah. in after using it outside. To get to mommy. And now <laughs> I have two Airedales, and that's why I was late today because one ran out the door. <laughs> but they come here too, and they love it, and they run around. And go under the pews and chase all around the building. We let dogs in for weddings too. So we just had a puppy here a couple weeks ago. Um, we had like, one nice. puppy had, had their boxer in the wedding. And when the pastor uh, uh, or officiant asked who presents this woman, the dog barked, it was perfect. <gasps> oh my gosh, you can't even pay to have that kind of stuff. Work it was out. awesome. <laughs> we drowned. I'm going to see here. Is there one by you right now? Vinny said, you just do random stuff. Like I'll come in and something's been moved. And it's like, I'm running this venue unless, unless it, it's Vinny here for something. It's just me. So I'll know nobody's been here and stuff will just be moved. Chairs will be moved. Um, mm -hmm. 
I once or twice really wanted to come in on Jessica after midnight and switch things really around. But I, that's, I, that's I, really I, the ghost. I really Many. needed her for the next day for five weddings. So I didn't want to freak her out too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we found the ghost, guys. It's Vinny. Vinny's the ghost. Drunk Vinny. <laughs> And we got great neighbors. We got some new neighbors across the street that they sit out and watch all the weddings. And uh, so we'll see if they start seeing anything at night. They've both been here, the two couples next door to each other. They've both been here about a year and we've become good friends. So after the wedding, as I'm over there having a cocktail with the neighbors. <laughs> Watching them do photos on the lawn. <laughs> We've also seen a couple of things. Uh, we, when we put in the air condition, the chapel originally had a giant fan in the attic that would try to keep it cool before the 1920s, before fans were put in. But this one giant fan is in the attic and it would blow out the hot air, but it's still there. But when the custodians or the maintenance come from the city, one time they came in to change the air conditioner filters, and uh, there were two of them and they had to change the filters and one guy told me he called out to the guy bill to bring him a filter on the other side and he swears that it's, all of a sudden he got tapped and the filter was handed to him and when he turned around no one was there and bill said he didn't do that so we we have this one story that we have Bill as a witness that said he never really handed his partner the uh, air filter. So we don't know how that filter kind of flew through the air to get to the other guy to put it in. Yeah, the city guy's got to climb up in the attic above the bridal suite room. It's pretty creepy. <laughs> and um, there's a lot of those wolf spiders in there. So they're pretty brave. I thank them for doing that. Oh my gosh. Do. I they wonder if they do rock, paper, property, scissors. The, the city arbors, arborists, and I. Uh, the old city arborist, what was his name? Oh, Art. Oh, oh. Art. Um, we really did the front gardens, and we have we have a brick walkway on the west lawn, and we have a, a brick in Art's honor with a tree um, etched on it. Um, and uh, so, yeah, the city guys really help us and take great care of the property. And we do have a really, I mean, uh, the the Victorian Gothic style is uh, a rare thing in Florida, but. Just the outside is decorated. Jessica, with help of art and some of volunteers, have really kept up with uh, the gardening and the flowers, trees set up. We even have, uh, with the friends of the hammock, have set up a butterfly garden right across from the chapel. So I wedding couples can go in there in springtime and with all the butterflies all over the place. And Mm -hmm. They've actually, some of them have released butterflies when they make their vows and do it that way. Yeah, I've got one coming up that might be doing that in November. Um, and we the, we put jasmine stuff on our property so the butterflies flutter back and forth. Aww. We're trying to figure out something for the bats for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're doing, um, this is the first year we're ever doing this. Um, Vinny, why don't you tell them about the Headless Horseman? Yeah, we're really excited. Uh, for several years, uh, I would go up for visits to friends to upstate New York near West Point in a town called Terrytown, which is really a central part of the Catskill Mountains. And it was the original home of Washington Irving. 
And he is the great author in the 1800s who wrote Rip Van Winkle and The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. And every Halloween month, they have all a huge festival in Terrytown, all parades, decorations. And I went up one year and they had something where an actor had made a film, a silent film, and it was a murder mystery that was written by, uh, by Washington Irving. But it was a silent film made like the style of the 1920s. He got fellow actors, put it together, and then what he did, it was about 40 minutes long, he got a team of men who had worked in the radio stations and did sound effects and with movies. Uh, and using things like glass or uh, coconut shells for horse steps and bells for chimes, exactly. He put this movie together so it's silent except for a little bit of music in the background and all the other sounds are made by the two men who do the sound effects. So I said, well, we can do that. So we, we went on, found an original 1920s film of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Uh, he was a famous actor at the time, um, and uh, he, uh, he portrays Ichabod Crane, the teacher, who tries to steal the girlfriend away from the, uh, the boy who ends up at the end becoming the Headless Horseman. And the Headless Horseman story is that he was a British soldier during the battle of the American Revolution in Terrytown, and a cannon shot his head off. And every Halloween or around that time, he comes out from that graveyard to look for his head and seeks revenge on everybody until he can find where his head is. So we're gonna play this 40 minute movie and uh, again, because COVID-19, we would love to have more people attend, but it's gonna be a first come first serve of about 50 people. And we're gonna have a music background and then two tables with two gentlemen who are gonna make all the sounds in the movie as it plays. And a half an hour before the movie started, it's Tuesday and Wednesday, October 27th and 28th. Happy hour is 7.30 and outside so everybody can spread out. We're gonna have wine, hot cider and water and some decorations and maybe a little music. And then at eight o'clock we come in, introduce the movie and for 45 minutes you get to watch the movie. And, and I, I can't spoil the end, but there is a surprise ending at the, at the end of the movie. <laughs> and then October 30th, we're doing a midnight showing where you come at 11.30, a little wine, a little hot cider, and then at midnight, the movie starts again for our adult audience. And our, our lovely Tia is gonna be one of our brides of friends. Uh, our ghost oh, I was definitely going to uh, brag about that one as you mentioned <laughs> it. So yes, I get to dress up as the, the bride of Frankenstein that decided to, you know, loosen up her curls a little bit and just <laughs> go for that long hair, so. So yeah, you I'm can't so see it on the altar, but above Vinny, there's a pull-down screen hidden. So we do have a full screen in here, so it's going to be a really, really cool event. Yeah, and you can get tickets on DunedinMuseum.org, and again, it's limited for each of the three nights because of COVID. Yep, I saw that. So it's $15 a person. And uh, if you really want to come, and I think it's going to be a great time, we hope that it's a real success, uh, go on the website and order your ticket that way.
Oh, okay. See, Andy, Andy is here with us. <laughs> I've never been on a podcast as it floats by. Hey, what is this thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, at least it proves we're not lying to you live. <laughs> No, never no it. special effects. They didn't have podcasts in the 1800s. <laughs> yeah, so now they need to know. Um, that is awesome. What other types of, I know you have a couple other things going on for Halloween too. What we do, and again, the museum is still just get back into uh, from COVID-19 and we're trying to be safe about everything. And downtown Dunedin is always a big place uh, the week of Halloween, but this year the city's not going to do anything. and. We thought, well, what a shame. So we came up with a virtual co costume party uh, contest. In other words, you can uh, call up the museum or go to the website. If your family or individuals of family members want to be in our contest, you call up or to the website and you get a set time to come down dressed in your costume. We give you a number and on Facebook, it's live and all our guests and our judges will see everybody that walks by the monitor and will vote for their best costume. And then uh, that evening, the judges will make their decisions. And on Halloween day, we're giving the best three costumes and the best family theme costumes. Everybody that comes down will have a set time so there's no crowds. Uh, you get five to 10 minutes on screen. Each person gets a number so the judges know who you are. And then uh, everybody gets a trick or a treat, depending on how good you are when you walk away from the screen. And then everybody gets a special trophy and a bonus prize for the three winners and the family that wins Best Family. And that's October 30th from six to 7.30. And again, that's limited for the amount of time we're doing it. So that's a first come first serve free. All you have to do is get your time and put it on and get the website and put your name into the site. Well, we invite you also to one of the nights if you want to come down or any empty night at midnight to see if you see Andy. You're both welcome <laughs> to test that out. Thanks. Our fans would love to hear that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for letting us be entertaining to you. This is awesome. <laughs> You're We're very so glad you got to hear all the ghost tales. And we look so forward to seeing people at the chapel and the Dunedin History Museum. Um, and all the bookings here, so the chapel is owned by the Dunedin History Museum. Every wedding helps support our local nonprofit museum. So it's great. Yeah. And uh, any Dunedinites, if you're not a member of the Dunedin History Museum, you should be. Obviously, they throw a lot of great events. That's it. There. Be a member of the museum. Lots <laughs> to do. I know. I got to sign up for that, too. All right. All right. Thank you so All much. Right, guys, thank you so thank much. Thank you, guys. We hope to see you at the movie. <laughs> oh, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs>
12 to 3, but we'll have some merchandise on sale. Come meet us. Come say hi. We're actually going to have a super special guest that we're bringing with us. Mm-hmm. The one, the only studio dog, Cooper. Cooper. So you'll be able to take photos with him. You'll be able to give him a pet. Uh, and we may not charge you for that part, but he, uh, he might be depressed still, so we'll, we'll make sure to have a sign out that Come says cheer him up. Yep, exactly. He needs all the belly rubs possible. Mm-hmm. And then on ten twenty four, the same day. <laughs> oh, so many things happening. There's the Great Pumpkin Drive Through happening at Highlander Park from 11 to 2 and that is a family friendly event where people will have trunk or treats available decorated trunks decorated treats <laughs> it's a family friendly event go check it out if you have the kiddos and then come see us at the pumpkin palooza right and then the week of halloween we have a very special showing uh the dunedin history museum is putting on a silent film the headless horseman at andrew's memorial chapel and one of the really cool things about this is that they actually are going to have people doing the sound effects like the old school clapping of the horses as you heard benny talking about in our episode so i guess i really don't have to say as much about it now that i'm thinking about it but i will refresh you of the dates so that's going to be tuesday and wednesday october 27th and 28th from 7 30 to 9 and then on friday october 30th you will, uh, they will have a midnight showing from 11.30 p.m. to 1 a.m. You can come and see me as the Bride of Frankenstein on Ooh. Wednesdays and Fridays showing. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So you can get tickets somewhere. Find it. We'll <laughs> post it on our Facebook page. Probably on the History Museum page, I would think. And then on Halloween itself, October 31st, there's a few different events going on around town. We have Hanuween happening at the Hanu starting at 7 p.m. And they'll be doing their version of a Halloween party, or should I say a Hanuween party? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. That sounds dirty. Uh, <laughs> and then at Bowser's, they're going to be doing Bowserween. Which one sounds dirtier? I think Bowserween sounds. Yeah, because it sounds like somebody's like giving you like the I got Bowserween. some Bowserween last night. Yeah. Hey guys. Uh, <laughs> so Bowserween starts at 1 p.m. So if you want to get your double ween in, hit up Not while I'm drinking liquid, please. Hit up Bowserween and then Halloween on Halloween. And then if uh, you want to keep it family friendly and uh, no Not drinking. dirty like Stacy's mind. <laughs> <laughs> there's another option for you. And that is Survivors of Addiction is doing Spooky Strikes for Recovery at Maple Lane's Bowling. So that's going to be a Halloween party at Maple Lane starting at 7 p.m. And that's all I've got for Halloween events in the immediate area. I think that you'd be, you guys are going to be able to find something to keep you entertained. I hope you guys have a great Halloween. Stacy, do you know what you're going to be for Halloween? Are you going to do a costume? You just asked, it looked like I asked you, like, are you going to punch 
like Cooper in the face. You're just like, you know, uh, 2020 has given so many curveballs that I just can't even, it's too stressful to even come up with a costume. I'm just going to wear my uh, Golden Ghouls t-shirt and call it a day. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, I'm just being lazy and using my Bride of Frankenstein costume as the actual costume and John's going to dress up like Frankenstein. So there you go. Yeah. And normally I put in a little bit more oomph this year, but it's 2020. We got to do what we got to do in our 2020 year. But um, thank you all for listening. Once again, please remember all of the things. Rate, review, subscribe. We've got merchandise on sale at the Chamber Visitor Center. And we've got advertising and sponsorships there for you all. So you can get so much business from all of our listeners. And we want to help you out. Y'all heard? And if you join or if you are a sponsor, you get to join our super exclusive networking group on Facebook. Yes. On Main Street Networking. Oh, and whatever it's called. Yeah, you'll figure it out. It's not, it's under the Mias on Main Street. Oh, and let's just do one shout out then to our first sponsor. Yeah. Beauty on Broadway. So we're sorry that we. We um, have you as on Main Street family. (laughs) Yes, welcome Beauty on Broadway. And we are very super excited about a couple of procedures that we have coming up that you will find out more about as well. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Well, thanks as always. Um, Stay sexy and don't get murdered. Sorry, wrong podcast. Um, I wish I could remember what I said on the stage. Go out there and do stuff. Yeah. Bye, guys. Happy Halloween. Bye. Happy Halloween. Get your weens in.
when we call the sea. Fuck you, Goku. communicate with the dead. Mm. Tia, we've summoned them. Look <gasps> behind me. <gasps> oh my gosh, we have ghosts and zombies everywhere on this spooktacular Halloween edition.